Welcome, everyone, to episode 353 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well, uh, joining us, we have a guest, uh, which is awesome, always fun, is uh, Mike, who is a friend of Will and Eric's. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to uh, finally be on. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about God of War for the PS4. Now, I thought this was God of War 3, and I think I actually even put that on social media. Not having ever... I edited it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I had never played the series. For some reason, I thought this was God of War 3. But no, God of War 3 was was, was on the PlayStation 3, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is God of War 4, but it's known as just God of War, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a series reboot. Okay, that that's what I thought because it's nothing like the previous God of Wars, right? Well, I, well, to be honest with you, I never played any of the other ones. Okay, same here. but yeah, same it's here. still hacking, hacking, slashy yeah. during combat. Nice I think Mike. other than that, I think it's yeah, I uh, I was actually an Xbox uh, Xbox uh, player back in the day, so it was definitely one of the franchises on PlayStation. I wish I got to play, but unfortunately, due to exclusivity, wasn't able to get my hands on. So this is my first God of War experiences as, as well. Nice. So and, this uh, is. All- this is everyone's first experience with God of War. Yeah, okay. we're all versions. Nice. <laughs> I want to uh, say the other God of Wars are more platforming. Yeah, it seemed like they were more like like kind of side scrolling type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's side scrolling like you can't control the camera. Yeah, and I think I, I like shift perspectives quite a bit. This one's more based in Norse mythology too, instead of like Greek Roman mythology. Yep. Mm-hmm. From what I gather, uh, but that's going to be our main topic. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Mm. I mean, I should be playing a lot of Fortnite. That's, oh, that's about, me too. That's about it. So I've actually had to peel myself away from that to get some God of War, you know, gameplay in okay. uh, in preparation for tonight. So, Will, have you haven't played anything? Have you? I uh, I finished Bioshock Infinite. Okay, but that I mean that nothing really to talk about other than how much I loved that. Nice. I have nothing to tease either. Nothing new that I played. Eric, you've Fortnite and God of War. Yeah, that's all I've played. Okay. I did because uh, I probably won't be here for that segment. I, I uh-huh. also say I did finally got the elusive duo win. For some reason, I just never got a win in that <laughs> mode. Nice. And uh, finally got that, and I I won a couple of solos too. Finally, nice. I usually don't play solo, but I did this week, and I won a couple. When's awesome. the last time you felt that elated from a gaming experience too? Mm. Probably when I played pro clubs FIFA pretty regularly. Right, but it's uh, it's one of those fleeting feelings. Yeah, it's pretty great. Because then you load up the next one and you die immediately, and you're like, exactly back to earth. (laughs) (laughs) I did well today. I won one and came in second the other two. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah, let's get started with the main segment. So God of War, uh, before we get into it, how long approximately did everyone play so we can know uh, about where you are in the game? Will, how, how long have you played? Hour and a half, baby. Hour and a half. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Mike, how I about probably, you? I probably put in about four hours. Okay. Four to five. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same as Mike. Four okay, do you, do you know roughly how long the game is supposed to be? About 30, 30, 30, 35 hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's it's beefy. I'll say it's significant. Here, I'll look it up. Yeah. How long to be? I know it's probably not super accurate at this point. It gets accurate the longer it's been out. They've been been saying that the main story consists of 25 hours of gameplay, but there is a lot of other things that you can explore. Um, So a lot of people are taking longer than that. Yeah, that's that would be me. Um, Yeah, I watched a little bit on Twitch so I can talk a little bit about what I what I watched on Twitch. So. 
Uh, so, well, let's I, let's let's get into it. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, real quick. The uh, campaign length is about twenty two and a half hours if you blitz through it. The main story with some exploring is like twenty eight and a half to thirty two, um, and the completionist is fifty five to sixty. Okay. So it's a, so it's a beefy game. All right. Nice. All right. Well, Eric, we'll start with you. Um, thoughts on God of War? Mm. Uh, well, for, I think first thing, it's probably the best looking game I've ever played on a console. Uh-huh. It's just like, man, it's so crisp and everything is just so good to look at. And I love the environments and the detail in the environments. Uh, really adds to the look of the game. Um, so far, I'm really enjoying the the story. It's a little cliche with the father and son, like teaching them how to, you know, fight or whatever. But uh, Kratos is such a dickhead. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of funny how he interacts with his son, who's like a little wily kid, and he just calls him boy all the time. And he's just such an asshole. Nice, he really um, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying the uh, the interaction between the two of them. Um. The fighting is is pretty good. I actually I was a little worried about the the combat because I had read and heard some things about the camera being difficult to control. I ended up turning up the sensitivity uh-huh. on the um, horizontal axis because it was a little slow. I felt like I'd okay. push a stick and it didn't respond real quick. Um, so I changed that, not knocked that up a little bit. But the, the combat is really fun. I've I've had a really good time with it. Um, it kind of reminds me, it, it's not difficult like Dark Souls, but I it's, feel like it, when you go, it looks like it's slower moving like Dark Souls. Yeah. As, like there's as some opposed, strategy to it, like yeah, blocking as, and dodging and things like that. As opposed to a more hack and like a fast hack and slash, like a Bayonetta. Right. You know? Right. Um, but like when you go into, you know, on Dark Souls, you can kind of tell you go into a certain spot and you you know, there's going to be a couple enemies there. Yep. It's kind of got that feel to it where there'll be like, you know, four or five joggers or whatever they were called. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the, the combat is a blast and the enemies are really cool looking. Uh, I've come up against, I think, two or three bosses now. I guess you could call them bosses. So like there are some enemies, again, kind of similar to Dark Souls with a like really big scope to them, which I think is similar to the other God of War games from what I what I gather, uh, like humongous enemies, which you know gives you kind of a different feeling, which is fun. Um, the axe, I think, is really cool. Being able to uh, throw your axe as a ranged weapon, having that ability at all times, um, and call it back to you. And I think it's really cool that when you call it back to you, if you line it up correctly, if it hits the enemy, it does more damage to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little more strategy to it. Um, and having your son with you to kind of distract the enemy, uh, is really cool. And I'm really looking forward to getting into the skill tree more and upgrading some of the son's abilities. So he's a little more useful other than just, uh, shooting arrows and distracting. Um, he does a little bit of damage, but yeah, I think, uh, those are probably my, my initial thoughts on the game. I think it's fantastic i really there hasn't been much at all that i don't like about it the only thing i would say with the combat is some of the kills you can do like if you stun an opponent you can do these like i can't remember what they're called but uh kind of like finishing moves on them mm-hmm. they get really repetitive okay definitely it's they they really could have added some more animations with that and a little more variety but other than that uh i've really enjoyed it okay 
anything you guys want to add on top of that from your from your first few hours? Uh, just for, you know, initial initial thoughts. I think uh, he hit it on the on the nose there. I think if you've noticed this, Eric, I think one of the most amazing things about this game, from a technical standpoint, is from the minute you hit new game until the end credits, uh, it's one single camera shot. Of course, unless you die, but yeah. it is one fluid shot. So it goes seamlessly right into cutscenes, into to narrative, into dialogue, and just from a technical standpoint, it's it makes it a very cinematic experience. But that is just. I think I don't think I've ever played a game where that's been you know there's never been a cut on camera uh, to that extent. Yeah, wow. and the thing that's, that's awesome. cool about that is it it keeps you in the game, you know. Right, right. You don't right. have those loading screens and all that stuff to worry about. So like you don't, it's 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 a large game, but it's one of those things because of what you're talking about, Mike. You know, an hour can go by and you don't even realize it because you're just so kind of entranced by the game and you know, just keeping going because it doesn't feel like there's ever a break. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like there's ever a good time to stop. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's yeah. a good thing. Cause a lot of times uh, you, I'm sure you guys have done this when there's like a loading screen, you'll, you'll pick up your phone, yeah, you, know, right. you know, you'll scroll around on your phone and you'll be like, Oh, I'm back in the game. And you know, yep. you'll have just completely taken your mind out of whatever game you're playing. That's interesting that they, that yeah. they do that. Exactly. I think it's a really smart move to stay in age. I think that's a good, uh, good thing to hit on there because like just like you said i do that all the time like if i'm playing Fortnite or something like that in between matches i'm on my phone while the thing's loading up yeah Uh, but with god of war you don't have a chance to get taken out of the game which is really good i was uh actually playing before work on thursday and like i was like all right there'll be a time where i can conveniently stop playing (laughs) and like i just did not find that time to the point where i was like all right I, i literally need to just like close the app and leave for work because i could not stop playing huh that's interesting uh so let's uh go into the story a little bit i mean does it does it give you any context as to why he's in the like north i guess and experiencing north mythology instead of the like mediterranean mythology so i don't think they've ever is in the experience that i've had so far in the what i've played i haven't gotten a direct revelation as to why uh, but there have been some convoluting lines of dialogue as to uh it looks like that's gonna be explored later on oh okay um definitely because there have been some little bombs that have been dropped by supporting characters um without saying too much as to we're gonna explore a lot more about uh, the transition that kratos undergoes and it's it's really this is a personal story about kratos um and eric and will i don't know if you guys got this vibe but i really really get the strong vibe uh in the narrative is very similar Kratos and Atreus is kind of mirrors Joel and Ellie from the last of us. Yeah. Uh, And I I get that vibe a lot. And Joel is very harsh with Ellie in the beginning of the last of us. And you get to see their relationship evolve even as you know, the, the the main lead Kratos evolves. And I think that's really what's uh, this game lives and dies by is that relationship. So um, it is a little cliche, the father son, but the fact that you have two people, um, pushing the narrative forward is amazing because in those quiet moments when there's not a major cutscene or a major battle and you're just exploring the world with your son, um, you will see their dialogue start to evolve a little bit in the manner in which they approach each other. Um, and it's actually, they'll fill in a lot of backstory about Norse mythology because Kratos isn't an educated person, I've learned. Uh, whereas Atreus, 
has some education. So Kratos looks to him to kind of explain some stuff in the world and, um, you know, translate different languages and kind of looks to him. So you get to see this big, strong man relying at times on uh, this little boy who he thinks he needs nothing from anyone in this world, you know. And then uh, I think you get to start to see the god be humbled a little bit, which is a really cool transformation. Interesting. I like that. I mean, that was my favorite part about The Last of Us was the evolution of Joel and Ellie's uh, relationship. That was, you know, that was the bread and butter of the game. So uh, I should say, Will, I'm going to have to borrow your PlayStation at some point to play this, maybe over the summer. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Because I've been been itching. And speaking on, uh, like, two characters being able to move the narrative forward and talking about, like, their interactions, like, I just finished Bioshock Infinite and, like, Booker and Elizabeth have mm-hmm. that that dynamic and it's something that i really enjoy because in the quieter moments like they have conversations like the normal conversations where like you pick up on stuff in the backstory um and they did that in the last of us as well so if they're doing that in this game i'm going to really really enjoy that because i'm not that far the last thing that i did was the like dragon ball z like fight mm-hmm. oh yeah so that was, was that the, the was that with the outsider yep, yep. that's what i watched on twitch and I which was is like, crazy Oh my yeah. god, that was awesome! I wish I hadn't spoiled <laughs> it for myself, but I couldn't stop watching because it was, yeah, was so awesome. entertaining. I was playing it, and I took him on straight with fists. Like I didn't use my axe at all. I wanted to be beat with my own fists, and like that was just a crazy moment in the game. It me. reminded me of a movie that I had seen where where two combatants just wail on each other repeatedly, and I can't, I could not place it, but it, it was, it reminded me of that. So good. <laughs> okay uh will what are your what are your thoughts so far so i'm loving this game so far i actually texted one of my friends who is thinking of getting a playstation 4 for this game i told him i was like hey like i think you really should get a playstation 4 for this game i i'm a sucker as everybody knows for the the snowy environments in video games um for whatever reason i always think it's a very pleasing setting so like right off the bat like looking at the setting and exploring the world like i loved the landscaping they did the graphics for it the world building in it um i really enjoyed that and like i read on the kotaku tips for like how to play god of war to like really just look around explore um try to do as many side quests as you can um you know try to find the do points like so you can raise talents so on and so forth so like really i've just been trying to find everything i can like find treasures uh i took it really slow my first hour and a half so that's why i'm not that far but like i'm really i'm really looking forward to seeing kind of like how everything like comes together in this game and like being able to play because like i'm still in like the tutorial part of the game basically like they haven't shown me all of the like equipment management and that sort of thing so like i haven't even reached that point and this game is going to go deeper and i'm really looking forward to being able to experience more of that and dan did you say you were a completionist as far as games go I used to be more of that. I, I I used to be the type of person that would buy like four or five games a year and just play the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still, when I play like a single player game, I like to do as much of the side missions and stuff as I can. Um, right. I, uh, I, I mean, I've been the same way in growing up. You know, I played games alongside my, my grandmother, but we I was taught, you know, you look at every corner of the world yeah. that was crap yeah. for you, find everything. Like, I love that. And I found that. I think just as I've grown as a person, I've kind of gone away from that and I've become a little more impatient with games, which I hate, uh, which stinks. But this game really, it pays off. Like you get some of your most powerful gear 
from doing those exploration. Yeah. Um, the one thing that like the OCD in me just hates is the fact that some of the things in the side areas in this game you have to leave and progress come farther until and come back later. And I'm just. I'm there sighing because I know I'm either going to forget about coming back to it or I'm just like, do I need something new or am I just missing something? But um, that is I think that's a good thing about this game, too, is it has something that you can you know, come back to after you're done with the main narrative um, and, and explore further. But um, I did notice that some of the puzzles um which a lot of them utilize like eric was saying the leviathan axe where you throw it and retrieve it to you and there's some really cool mechanic systems that they use to gain access to different parts of the world i found that they were they're difficult and rightfully so uh to the point where i was leaving them and i was like "Eh, maybe i'll just come back to it so uh to the completionists that play this game they might uh they might you know have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder moving through it yeah i felt the same way about like rise of the tomb raider you know, there's these goodies that you see or a tomb that you that you know is there that you just have to get the right tool for and come back for. And I never right. remember at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I always forget about it. So it's like when you throw the potion in the bag in Skyrim and you're like, I'll use this later. And then you have yeah. the game with 600 potions. So. Yep. Yes. OK. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone, uh, this game got a lot of perfect scores and I think deservedly so it's. Uh, yet another great PlayStation exclusive. Uh, I think Xbox is probably not going to catch up in exclusives at this point. At least good exclusives at this point. So, uh, no. good stuff. Not even close. Yeah, I honestly, if I used my PlayStation, I, I use my Xbox more just because more of my friends play on Xbox. But mm-hmm. I like my PlayStation more than my Xbox. And if I use it more, I would probably buy a PS4 Pro to play this on it. But... Yeah, I would love to see this. What it what it looks yeah. like in in 4K on a good like HDR TV and I mean it looks good, not on that. So I can only yeah. imagine. Uh, frame rate. Let's talk about frame rate and performance real quick. Um, it's 30 frames, right? Not yeah. not 60. Uh, stable frame rate. It's pretty stable. Do you get any drops? Maybe you've had one or two dips. Okay. Yeah, I'm always a, a snob for for frame rates. So, um, I used to be adamant that it had to be 60, but after playing a game like Breath of the Wild that was only 30, it didn't didn't bother me at all. But as long as it's stable, I can do 30 frames. I think so. 30 frames doesn't hurt as much when you're playing a game like this, yeah. where you're kind of walking through, kind of like a, I don't know if you ever like played Gears of War when you were kind of just walking with your, your your squad mates and you weren't really in a, in a bear rush but oh, yeah. um you, you notice it less i feel okay. like um but some of the bigger set pieces too it's kind of hard for me the, the lines are blurred between cinematic and like the actual gameplay yeah, yeah. i like that though i like that uh, you know i used to not like as much cinematics in games uh, oh one thing i wanted to ask is there a lot of um the the button push button uh qtes a few no. There's a few, yeah, I, I wouldn't say a lot though. Yeah, like you, that's how you do like the finishing moves when you stun somebody. You push in the right stick. Which um, was it? Was it Assassin's Creed Three when you were fighting the bears or something that had the QTEs that just made no sense? It just took you out of the game. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it behind them. Uh, that's awful. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have any more questions about the game. But do you guys have anything else you want to add? No, I, I did want to mention a couple of things yeah. uh, that we had alluded to a little bit. Uh, there is like um, 
upgrading of inventory and um, armor and things of that nature and uh, socketing like um, special abilities into your armor and I think in your weapon too, uh, almost like Diablo. Okay. And I've heard like the longer you go in the game, it becomes not quite like a loot whoring game, but almost, mm-hmm. which I love. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, so nothing like a your, your armor uh, and your weapons, um, and the skill tree. What's that? I was gonna say nothing quite like uh, a loot whoring game. That's always no. so much fun. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's a great feeling when you get a, something new that's better. Yep. Nothing better than that. You get like a purple legendary or whatever, orange yeah. legendary, whatever color it is in this game. Yeah. Um, and then the skill tree, which I mentioned briefly, um, a lot of different skills that you can upgrade between Atreus and Kratos, uh, which I'm looking forward to getting into. I've really, I've only gotten you know two or three unlocked so far, so nothing too much. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting more into it if I can pull myself away from Fortnite. Long enough. Likewise. Yep. Same. <laughs> yeah. But if there is a game that'll make me do it, it's definitely this one. Okay. For sure. Uh, obviously, it's an early game of the year. Favorite, probably. Oh God, yeah. It's it's, it's up there. There's yes. some there's some juggernauts that are coming on the horizon that I would stack right up there. Mm-hmm. For me, I can't imagine anything being better than this. For me, maybe like Spider Man because I love that developer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, is Red Dead Redemption 2 queued for Q4 2018? Yeah. Supposed to come out this year. Yeah. I didn't yeah, play it's... the first one. Oh my gosh. I'm so I tried funny. it and didn't like it. Holy cow. I mean, we're that's not, queued up. We're not the biggest <laughs> Rockstar fans on the podcast. No, we're not. <laughs> to be fair. I loved GTA 5. I will carry that torch for you, my gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love him right now, but, you know. I wish they would give a little more attention to some other IPs and some other titles besides GTA Online and beating that horse, yeah. but no pun intended, but we'll see. We need a new bully. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I think Last of Us 2 is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it 2019 or is it Q4? I think it's holiday 2018. Oh, I think it's next year, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I have a, a backlog that's the size of Santa's List, so I'm going to yeah, be a poor man. I don't think Last of Us will come out this year. No. Is Days Gone coming out this year? Or is that like? Still... I think that's 2019. I think I got pushed. Yeah, I got pushed back. Again. Has anyone seen the trailer for Witchfire? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's the first person magic shooter game, right? That was that yeah. It was? So it starts off as from the makers of Vanishing of Ethan Carter. So everyone thinks it's a walkthrough, and then as well as Painkillers and Bulletstorm, and this guy just pulls out this honk and shotgun and does a Dark Souls roll. So it looks like it's a, a mixture of high graphics and cinematics in uh, gunplay with Dark Souls dodgy mechanics looks very interesting for new yeah. titles. Yep. I, oh, I think I saw that at E3 last year. That's what it was, yep. And uh, that was when it was announced, and it was it was kind of like on the back burner because of all the other stuff, but it right. looked really, really interesting. Uh, okay. Another Kingdom Hearts 3 before we leave. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be yeah. Uh, something. <laughs> Uh, all right, nibble bits. Uh, let me call mine up real quick here. Ooh. I should have had all this ready, but I'm I'm also watching the uh, Predators game. So yeah, real quick, Dan. I'm a little out, distracted. They're out shooting them thirty-two to nine. I, I, oh, I know, and losing. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that reminds me of that game I played against Will and Corey in NHL Eleven. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that's what made you stop playing NHL. Unbelievable. One of them <laughs> made him stop playing NHL. Uh, okay, uh, Will, do you have any double bits? Uh, no, but I can get some. You don't have to. I've got three. Eric, you don't have any noble bits, right? No, you know me so well, Dan. <laughs> uh, okay, so for my first one, Valve uh, bought the Firewatch developer Campo Santo. This was shocking news to me because Valve hasn't made games in a very long time. You know, they've just been this has been rolling, rocking with steam. Um, go ahead, Will. Yeah, I was gonna say, is Campo Santo gonna make um, Half Life Three? Cell shaded. Maybe they're planning on having Campo Santo actually make games for them now. Maybe that's that's the plan. Somebody's actually making something for them. I want to see Portal 3. I'd rather see Portal 3 than anything else. But um, they're still making in in the Valley of the Gods. You guys remember that? Yep. That was oh yeah. Good looking like Egypt uh, explore exploration game. So that looks interesting. But yeah, I'd be interested. Hopefully, we're going to see some games out of Valve now. Uh, and then my next one. So the Xbox is implying that they're going to bring some older Halo titles to PC. Um, I'm assuming that's probably going to be... Uh, someone's uh, breathing really loudly into the microphone. Well, is that you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, they're not sure which ones. The I guess it was just uh, hinted at by um, Phil Spencer that they're gonna. I don't know. Put something on. There's there's a Halo Online that was Russia only that's that's getting shut down. Um, but yeah, the a lot of people seem to think it might be the Master Chief Collection that's gonna get put on uh, their stupid uh, Microsoft App Store or whatever. I don't I'm almost. That. I'm almost convinced that Microsoft and 343 waited and allowed G, uh, I'm sorry, Halo Online to launch uh-huh. uh, before shutting it down to see if there was a market, potential market for them to re-release a port of Master Chief Collection. Because oh, yeah. I, I really don't feel like they've expressed an interest in like porting PC because maybe they just think the community is dead. And they saw, uh, and a lot of people I know that from you know the, the Halo Online community are pretty upset you know that they're yeah. they're trying to to block it rightfully yeah. so you know but i mean i understand the legality of the issue um but i think that they might if they really truly do block uh halo online and then end up doing their own port i think they may have kind of a battlefront ea situation on their hands here with the community just lashing out at them for kind of pulling that kind of a, a move yeah and a, a blow below the belt so to speak yeah, definitely. Because uh, yeah, they were pulling the plug on the the Halo Online, right? That's that's. Is it done now, or it's going to be? No, done they're moving forward with you know with a legal process, so okay. we don't have a verdict yet. Yeah. Um. But the, like a lot of people were uh, the 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 one that was that was Russia only. A lot of people were using like VPNs to to make it look like they had a Russian IP address and, and right. playing that version of it uh, illegally, obviously, because it's not for their for, for their region. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, think I don't know what's gonna happen. Just hire those guys. Yeah, exactly. I would. I would hire them. Now, I think if I think it's a smart move for them to bring the Master Chief Collection to PC. Yeah. Like why? I would why, buy. Why not? I would buy it too. I want. Like I want to play Halo Three online. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to play online. I just want to play through the campaigns again briefly. That's true. That's your only way that you can play the campaigns. 
But I feel like all of the Halo games would get like a like um a boost in player base again. Because like yeah. when you get on Master Chief Collection, there's not they're not played as much as they like I would want them to be, and it's hard to, and difficult sometimes to get a match. So if you allow PC players to play, like that just does nothing but boost numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in light of our recent uh, Flood versus Reapers conversation, yeah, I want to revisit the the old Halo games because I don't remember them that well. You know, it's been a long time, especially since I played the first one. So that was my second little bit. My last one is some Nintendo numbers. Uh, so Nintendo had their earnings report that came out a couple days ago. Uh, so sales numbers, they've sold 17.79 million uh, Switch consoles, which is way above their projections. They they had a forecast of 15 million, so they're wow. almost 3 million for that. Uh, analysts predicted 16 million. So that's good. Super Mario Odyssey is the best-selling Switch game at mm-hmm. 10.41 million units. Uh, so 58% of Switch owners also own Super Mario Odyssey. Wow. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 9.22 million copies, which outsold the Wii U's Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was 9.22 million. Uh, Mario Kart 8 was 8.42 million. So that you know between that, that's almost 20 million units sold. Breath of the Wild is the best-selling Zelda game of all time with 8.48 million copies sold between Switch and Wii U. Hmm. Uh, let's see, Splatoon 2, uh, 6 million units. Even Kirby, which only came out a couple weeks ago, 1.26 million. Uh, and then the last one was the SNES Classic has sold almost 6 million units, which is crazy considering how hard to find that thing can be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's that. There, the, Nintendo's also getting a new president. Their president is retiring in July. Uh, the new president's a significantly younger guy. I think he's in his 40s. Uh, and he says he wants to take Nintendo to its full fullest potential. So I don't know what that means. but I don't think he does either. World domination, <laughs> I think, is Pokemon, what that means. Pokemon um, MOBA? MMO? MOBA, yep. Pokemon MOBA. That's what Pokemon I was going for. MOBA. Yep. No. <laughs> a Switch-exclusive Pokemon MOBA. Oh, that's yeah. what I want to see. I'm in. Uh, so that's it for nibble bits. Eric, have... how's your? Oh, go ahead, Will. It's just a real quick one. Um, so Chucklefish announced its next game. Uh, it's called Eastward, and it's a game that's inspired by Mother. Um, so Dan, you'll be—I know you'll be interested in that. But they said it's a soft sci-fi storyline, uh, and it looks really cool. If anybody has seen any of it, it's got a lot of uh, RPG elements. Um, it's a pixel-arted game. It looks re- it looks really cool. See if I can call it up. If there's been any Eastward. Eastward. Yep. It's uh, they just announced it the other day uh, with the announcement trailer and everything like that. Okay. So I got really, it. got it up in the chat. We've got Witchbrook yes. and Eastward coming from Chucklefish right now. And um, Concerned Apes new game too. Yeah, he has one too. That's right. Yeah, he. It's the. It's supposed to be in the same world as Stardew Valley, right? But not. Yeah. It's not a uh, sequel to Stardew Valley. It's just like a not a spiritual successor, but it's like in the same kind of yeah, in the same world, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you guys saw this, but GQ did a huge piece on Concerned Ape. The guy, Eric, I think his name's Eric Barone, the guy yeah. that did. Uh, not what I was expecting. I expected like a neck beard. 
No, he's kind of. He's he, he's a normal looking guy. Like he's, he's normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Was, oh, Eric Barone, I think, is his name. I was shocked at, at the at. Like I said, I expected this, gr- you know, gross nerd. Dude's he's a millionaire just, now he's too. A, he's a normal looking guy. Yeah. He's just a bit antisocial, which I can I can understand. He, well, he, didn't he say that making Stardew Valley almost gave him a nervous breakdown? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. He had to shut himself in for a few years to get it done. <laughs> and then, like, right before it came out, because uh, I read a little bit of the article, right before it came out, he had a couple of, like, game-breaking bugs that he had to fix at the very, very last minute. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he put in quit the marathon himself, because he was just him. He put in quit the marathon to, to get it done, so... You know what, though? That was all worth it, because that dude is rich. He is. Uh, Stardew Valley. Is, it's a great game. Uh, it's it's sold a million copies, on, or almost a million copies on Switch, too. So. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. Um, so that's that's all for Nibble Bits. Uh, Eric, how was your week? Oh, not too bad, Dan. I don't really have too much to report. Um, been started playing basketball. With some friends down here, so that's been fun. Yeah, I haven't blown my knee out yet, which I thought was going <laughs> to happen, but uh, that's been fun. Um, let's see what else. The NFL draft started yesterday. I was very excited for that. Uh, I don't know. I'm coming around on the Bills. Uh, it's not the quarterback I would have taken, but I I said going into the draft, as long as I took a quarterback, I would be happy. So, um Really happy with the linebacker they ended up getting, though. Apparently, he's nice. very good. Um, yeah, geez, I don't know. They ha- haven't been really up to too much. I'll be up in New York again soonish. End of uh, May. What for? Uh, wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you looking forward to the wedding? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody except the bride. It's literally the only person I know. So, and my wife's in the wedding, so I don't know if I'll be able to sit with her. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't be able to sit with her. You'll probably uh, have to leave early to, to be with the, yeah. the little one, right? Or I think with your, your we're either leaving him with uh, grandma or she's coming with us. Okay. Like, we'll get her a hotel room or something. Gotcha. Some sort of arrangement like that, but I'm going to need to have a few beers, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be rough. Yeah. I hear you. But, uh, yeah. That's okay. Uh, Mike, you want to go next? You got anything uh, Anything you want to talk about? Mm, I just got uh, got some company stand. That's why I'm up in the attic right now, actually. So they're all <laughs> watching the draft as well. So I receded to the quietest portion of my home. <laughs> I can faintly hear a dog and some erupting fans for football. Nice. Draft really isn't my thing, but... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just working Fortnite at the moment, and uh, you know, new homeowner, so working on the house always keeps me busy. So I've been doing that, and got a few projects I want going on. We got uh, some good weather finally in New York, which is oh, a rare God. occurrence. Very rare. So occurrence. yeah, so I'm gonna be getting outside and doing some yard works, things like that, just to kind of get out of the house, and then uh, yeah, just kind of going through the motions. So. Yeah, I've all, I've also got an endless docket of house projects that I'm working on. Yeah, that just, it's never ending. Like, well, I, and I'll start a big project and I'll get it mostly done and just not do the finishing touches. Sure, they'll 
keep adding up, you know. Oh, uh, Will, Will you like this? I've jumped back on the uh, the lifting train, so yeah, yeah trying to get back in shape a little bit. Uh, so that's that's my new venture right now is to try and you know do something. I go into work at two to four p.m. and work that second shift. So trying to be productive with that first half of the day is always a doozy. If you ever need to go to a gym, I can sneak you in to train hard. I'm sorry, oh, get hard. You can <laughs> you can put me right in your uh, gym bag. Yeah, definitely. Just throw me right in. I but dare yeah. them to kick me out at this point. There you go. You're probably poster child. Oh, I should be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not, nothing too exciting. So. Okay. Um, I've uh, got a couple things. So I did some yard work at my grandmother's house uh, and I finally, for the first time in many years, listened to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Mm. Uh, I've missed quite a bit of it. Uh, I forgot how much I love that podcast and, and he's this this episode is on the um, is on uh, Caesar's invasion of Gaul and his uh, decimation of the Celtic population up there. It's It's fantastically interesting stuff. Because uh, my favorite series of his was the fall of the the Roman Empire. Uh, it was like six parts or something like that. But I listened to that so many times. It's, I'm very familiar with that like that time time period of history. And I I listened to um, uh, what the what's the guy's name? But the guy does the entire history of the Mike Duncan. Michael Duncan does the entire history of the Roman Empire from the mythical beginnings all the way to the uh, to the fall of the Western Empire. Anyway, so uh, Mike, your microphones. Scooch, scooch your microphone out a little bit. Just there, you go. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so fantastic stuff. Um, if you haven't listened to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History in a while or at all, definitely, definitely give it a listen. I, I've got to go back and listen to the blueprints for Armageddon. Uh, I listened to the first like three parts of it, uh, which was about World War One. Listened to the first three parts of it, but I never got around to finishing it. Um, so I'm gonna have to do that too. Uh, and then the only jogged my memory. I've been rekindling my love of Adam Carolla. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Adam, Adam and Doctor Drew. Okay. Uh, I I love Adam Crow also his thing like I would listen to a lot for months and mm-hmm. then I would take a break. Yeah, me too. He kind of repeats the same jokes yeah. a lot for a while, uh, so it's yeah. nice to go back after a little while and he's got some new material. So well, the thing I like, well, he's very repetitive, like you said, not even just jokes, but just yeah. he shares his opinion all the time, which is what I like about him. But it's think, oh, obviously it doesn't the, change. The things that he harps on are the same things, right? So <laughs> I like to just go back sometimes and realize that there are people out there who are sane. Yeah, like Adam <laughs> Carolla. Yep, he's a good he's a good landing spot to find those people. Yeah, I mean some of the stuff that's like that's in the the consciousness nowadays. He's been talking about for years. Like, oh yeah, he noticed we'll go it back way and read his book. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his first book. Yep. Oh, he's he's like a prophet almost. <laughs> I love him. Prophet Ace Man. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, I watched the. I don't know if you guys saw this Shadow of the Tomb Raider trailer. Yep. Just I dropped. It. Uh, I had it up in the chat, but the stupid thing keeps bouncing around. 
it's really interesting looking. Uh, I haven't seen any gameplay yet, but the the trailer looks really good. Apparently, it's supposed to be the darkest of the Tomb Raider games. So, really looking forward to that one. I loved Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider. So, I think that's what that's coming out like September maybe. Let's see if it has a release date here. Yeah, I think it's early September. Yeah, it doesn't say on here, but yeah, that's good stuff. So definitely check that out if you're interested in the Tomb Raider series. Uh, I think that's all I have. Will, what do you got? Nothing too new. I've just been busy with school, work, working out, podcasting. Um, yeah, I finished. It sucks. I finished school in like maybe three weeks, but like everybody's finishing up this week. Next yeah, week. Yeah, my, my wife's last last class was last night so yeah it's just kind of like everybody else is done and i still have like a little under a month to go it's kind of frustrating yeah but what are you gonna do it's all suny broom's fault (laughs) once you get done then you can get back to gaming right i'm gonna be busy this summer um so i don't know i'm gonna like honestly i'm gonna try and play video games as much as i can i think i'll be able to still do a lot but like I'm gonna be working forty hours, going back and forth between Rochester, Elmira, Ithaca. So it's gonna be what are you going to Rochester for internship. How often do you have to go up there? I don't know. Ugh. I have to be All there right. Monday the twenty first. Also, there's a chance I might get my Chantilly dates changed. Will I'm? They actually told us none of the people from New York are going. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to tell you that they said they screwed something up somehow. I don't know how they did it, but they're like, yeah, uh, the only time we will let anybody go is if you're interested in relocating there. But it'll be at the end of July and I need to be home in July because my parents are going to try and go out to Canada. Mm. So I needed a uh, house watch. Gotcha. So I was like, well, there goes that. Well, I but, just realized they scheduled me to go there for my first Father's Day. Can you imagine? It's not right. Yeah, it's got a hold of HR immediately. And you got it changed? Well, they said they'd change it. I said I was just joking around. <laughs> but maybe. Yeah, you were half joking. I was half joking. Yeah. Eric, I will say though, next summer I'm going to ask if I can yeah. be down in Virginia yeah, bring it on in down. Charlottesville for the summer just to work down there. I know somebody who was going to do that, but decided against it the last second. So I'm pretty sure I should be able to do it. Nice. So how much do you hate that Virginia weather and just wish you were back in the Southern tier? Oh God. I didn't want to bring it up to you boys, (laughs) but since you asked, I know it's going to be nice here. Let's have a look at the forecast. Uh, (laughs) We've had like, we've had like three nice days so far this year. All sunny. 76, 63, 74, 82, 87, 90, 87. Wow. Man. That's hot. Yeah. Make sure you have a sweat rag. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nice. But yeah, soon we... it gets so freaking humid, you can't even go outside. Ugh. But we... I'll take it. Grass is always greener, I suppose. No, no. Grass is not greener. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just finally reached, like, manageable to where you can be outside without a coat. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> in almost May. I am uh, Sunday awaiting the second episode of the new season of Westworld, mm-hmm. which is the first episode was more questions than answers. Uh, very John Nolan. 
Uh, I am a huge Westworld fan. Extremely interesting. Yeah, now, super interesting first episode. I haven't watched it yet. I sat down to watch it the other night and I fell asleep. So okay, yeah, yeah you're yeah, in for a treat. So that'll be nice. And then uh, I'm also looking at just learning a little bit more about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies at the moment, and I've been exploring that and the realm of that and what it all means. And won't try and even throw a single buzzword out there, lest anyone actually is personally invested in it and is insulted but it's super interesting stuff and uh, I, i'm i'm interested in it too i hate it because it's driving up computer part prices yeah, exactly i'm trying uh, to upgrade a gpu myself and yeah right now that's just not the case yeah. yes i i built i me and a friend build computers for for people uh uh-huh. as a as a job and it's it's decreased our business because of the prices of graphics cards definitely it sucks you got any 1080 Ti's laying around the house? No, I did have 1080, not 1080 Ti's, but 1080s for a little while. We, I built a computer with so 256 gigabytes of RAM. Oh my god! Uh, one was of it the a ten- server? No, it wasn't. It was. It needed to run uh, 11 4K monitors for char- oh, it's for charting charting software for for stock traders. Uh, it had three. It had three wow, 1080s nice. in it. Or was it 1070? It was 1070s, three 1070s. Yeah, the the best i7 or i9 processor, uh, which was mm-hmm. it, all the parts for it were like thirteen thousand, I think, Ugh. for it. But I did play games wow. on it very briefly. How was that? <laughs> I played the division for like two hours. It was awesome. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm interested in it. It's fabulously interesting, but yeah, it's it's also frustrating because I would like to upgrade my computer too because my processor is like seven years old now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, should we get into what we played? Yeah. Do you guys want to talk sure. about Fortnite at all? Since you guys have been playing a lot of Fortnite. Oh yeah. Sure. Let's hear it. How you been how's, liking it, how's Eric? Fortnite been going. Oh man, I love Fortnite. Uh... <laughs> What are you playing on PC? Of course. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm, I'm not playing on PC. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really have too much new to talk about. The new the new season starts very soon. So I'm trying to get as much of the challenges done for the Battle Pass uh, for this season as I can. Um, I did reach my goal today, which was to unlock um, a camera what the name of the suit is. I don't know. But I, I just wanted to get up to that before before the end of the season. So I was trying to knock out some challenges today, which is why I was playing solo. I just happened to do really well while I was playing. So um, that was that was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I got my first two solo wins. I got my first duo win. The duo win was funny because I was playing with my buddy Showtime. And we didn't end up getting any kills and we won. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I so it was it was me and him against there was one other guy left so his partner had died, and uh, he was up higher than us so I started building stairs up to him and he built stairs on top of my stairs to block me, but he fell off them and died. There you go. So got the win. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. I'm interested to see what season four brings. They're saying uh, the tilted towers is going to get blown up. I never go there anyway, but. <laughs> I'll be interested to see see what the map looks like. Um, you've been experiencing the asteroids hitting the the map. 
Yeah, that scared the absolute shit out of me the first yeah, time. Yeah, I almost I got thought hit it was by like one a new. Today. Yeah, I thought it was like a new mortar weapon or yeah. something, but just all of a sudden, just seeing a building or car shaped rock just rock the planet uh, <laughs> was absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, season four is going to be good. It looks like it's going to be superhero themed. Um, yeah. So maybe two superheroes, two supervillains. It won't be DC Marvel related at all. Looks like it's their own kind of conceptions of superheroes, which will be cool because I just want to have a a cape as back bling and build and jump off and have it flutter in the wind. So that'll be awesome. But I guess some person uh, had thought that perhaps Dusty Depot might be the actual target of the meteor and that it's going to reshape that area of the map. And then for season four on a weekly basis, they're going to start changing the map on a weekly basis to kind of keep it fresh. Um, So yeah, so some exciting stuff coming out as far as Fortnite fans go. Uh, It's just so dang addicting. Uh, when I was talking about earlier with God of War, how uh, the, you know I, I, I find myself being a little quicker and not as patient with the games, Fortnite is like the perfect remedy for that because I can land aggressively and maybe play for three minutes if I wanted to before leaving for work or something, or I can really you know take it slow and do a twenty to thirty minute game and try and change my playstyle up. And I've, it's my first battle royale game. Uh, I never did H one Z one, PUBG, any of that, and. At first, I was completely thrown off by the building, hated it, thought it was just too mechanically complex, um, but now just can't pull myself away from it. Uh, And I'm a League of Legends player for the past six years uh, on a daily basis, and I haven't played League in three months. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, couldn't get rusty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you, like, are you just throwing in the towel at this point for, for League? Do you think you'll uh, return to it at some point? I'll probably return to League. It's always okay. something there. I'm I'm excited for... The, I always jump into WoW when the new expansion comes out. So when Battle for Azeroth comes out, I'll be hitting that up okay. uh, for a little bit. Uh, I like to get the endgame content. But a lot of my buddies that live out of town, we play League uh, as a way to stay in touch. Uh, so we hop into Discord channel and we're all chatting. And it's just a good way for us to kind of grind together and do something, you know, when we live towns apart. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all over the, the country at this point. So... Um, but yeah, League, I think they're doing some good things. And But I mean, the Fortnite esports arena in that realm is just absolutely exploding. So it looks like the, the number one streamer for Fortnite, he just had his uh, event in Vegas at the esports arena. Um, and that was to benefit the Alzheimer Foundation. He brought in on Twitch the world record of 667,000 concurrent viewers at one time, which is absolutely insane yeah um and the way he set it up was he had three heats three games his name's ninja um and uh if you killed him in the game you got 2500 bucks if you won (laughs) the game you got 2500 bucks and if he won the game 2500 dollars went to the alzheimer's foundation so it's cool they would have like the same guy killed him two times in a row and he's just jaw dropped to the floor this guy just cashed in 5k for killing this guy and a massive map he just happened to run into him two times in a row and it's just funny seeing uh, random, you know, some guy just absolutely tear people up, win the game, and they look, and it's just this 14-year-old kid with, like, braces. And he's just, like, <laughs> he's just dabbing and just going up to do the interview and stuff like that. And everyone's just, like, looking at this kid like they want to kill him. And he just destroyed all of them. It's great. Nice. Okay. Anything else on Fortnite? No. No, Mike, Mike in Minnesota is in the chat saying he's thinking about giving it a whirl. Yeah, well, you should give it a whirl because it's it's free. There's no reason not go. to try it. Oh yeah, at the very least, you'll get addicted. Is it, if you, <laughs> uh, 
from what I gather, you're not going to hate it. But if you do hate it, then you did, you only lost a little bit of time. Right? I think the only reason somebody wouldn't like it is because of the learning curve to get yeah. into it. Yeah, It probably feels a little overwhelming to try and get into it now. But really, if you play partner up with somebody that's played for a little bit, they can walk you through it pretty easily. You'll catch on quick. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. It's like golf. The only way to get better is to just play. Play, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really it. It's cheaper than golf, though. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, Will, do you have anything you want to talk about? Yeah, the only thing I beat or played was I beat Bioshock Infinite. And, man, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love that game. It's incredible. There was so much that I forgot about it, but, like, was refreshed while playing it. Um uh, it just it reaffirmed. Sorry, Eric, but it reaffirmed that game of the year discussion that we had, where Corey and I picked Bioshock. It, re- it reaffirmed why I picked it. What'd you pick, Eric? The Last of Us. Oh, I'm with Eric. Come on, guys. Of course you are, Mike. <laughs> Easy peasy. Of course you are. That's the right pick. So why why'd you pick Bioshock? So I don't actually really like the gameplay of Naughty Dog's games. I kind of, uh-huh. I get bored of them. Uh, whereas Bioshock Infinite is kind of, the pace of the game is always being like pushed by the combat. Um, and I really liked the like the combinations you can do with Vigors on top of gunplay. So I really like that aspect. So I like the combat more. And I like, to, in my opinion, the relationship with Booker and Elizabeth versus Joel and Ellie is kind of a wash because they both do similar things. They both kind of have a similar story. So that's kind of a, a wash to it. Um, so really, it comes down to the gameplay. And I liked the story more in Bioshock, too. That ending screwed me up for a good couple days. Oh, I re had I had to rewatch a Bioshock Infinite ending explained video right after yeah, I, I did it this time. So did I, and it's 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 kind of a marvel. It's amazing how that story comes to to fruition. I had somebody the other day tell me, Mike. It's actually uh, my coworker and she's Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. actually said he under he knew everything that was coming with that. That if day. there's any person in this world that was going to do it, I think it's going to be that guy. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm <laughs> he, like, you, you would he's definitely that. a savant. <laughs> I actually said the same thing to him. I'm like, you would be the one to know that that whole thing was coming. Because I had to yeah. See, I pride myself on being able to predict a story for things. And <laughs> that I had no idea what was going on in that. Like, I knew I was following along, but the, the twist. I never saw that coming. I'm pretty sure I finished the game and just kind of like glanced at each side of the room. It was just like, what, what, what was that? Yeah, well, I just went that, right to wiki. Well, that ending sequence, like that last like 40 minutes of the game, is kind of a trip because you're just like it's Elizabeth like understands everything that's been going on like in that moment, and then like Booker doesn't though, mm-hmm. so she's like trying to like poke him and prod him on to like finally discovering what was going on, and then like when. I'm going to spoil it because this game's like eight years old. But when Booker realizes that he's Comstock, yeah. it's just like my mind's blown. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. why? And like the baptism is when he splits off in the different the different past. And it's just like so cool. I have that from a Steam sale. I, you're making me really want to revisit it, honestly. I Like I said, I went to GameStop. Like a couple weeks ago, I went to GameStop and I was like, I really want to play the Bioshock games. It was $18 for the collection. And I was like, that's a steal. So I just Very nice. got it, installed it, and started playing Infinite again because Far Cry 5 uh, piqued my interest in playing Bioshock 
uh, Infinite because of the religious themes that are kind of in Far Cry 5 or right. in Bioshock as well. So I was like, I kind of want to play that game again. So I just I just did it, and I don't regret it at all. It was awesome. Sure. So that's about all I've played. I want to play more God of War and Frostpunk. That's probably what's next on my docket. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to do Frostpunk for an episode next week if we can all get some time into it the plan anyway who knows what's ultimately going to happen but that's the plan doing very well commercially too yeah yeah for those number 250,000 units around there that's that's awesome yeah that actually uh that was on destructoid just now that uh that sold that much um and it's made by the people who did this war of mine so for people who are interested or who liked this war of mine um frostpunk is their next game so anyone managed to watch batman ninja Mm-mm. No, so that's uh, they actually they took the Batman story, and it's 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 an anime, and it's a it's a full length film, and it's got I mean IGN give it nine point seven, so it's getting rave reviews. So got a couple people coworkers that are really into that anime things. They've kind of given me a baptism in anime with Cowboy Bebop and different things like that. So I'm just <laughs> just starting to explore the world of anime, um, very slowly, but it's uh. It's it's crazy. So that that's something on my list. It's mm. too bad Corey wasn't wasn't on because Corey was as our resident anime. Oh yeah. Not 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 expert, but he's he's the one that watches anime. Right, out, right. Out of us. Out well, of well it gets his DBZ in. DBZ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it after we record. Oh well, I'm <laughs> just surprised that you haven't like done gotten into anything else, you know? Because there's there is some really good ones out there, you know. There's one other anime that I'm interested in i just need to stop watching dragon ball to watch it and it's my hero academia okay so that's like the other one that i am probably gonna watch but i just need to stop watching dragon ball z like i'm rewatching gotcha. dragon ball z again like i'm in <laughs> season four i i know the name but that that's all i know about that yeah i don't know very much about it um all i know is the main character's name is like deku or something like that right. deku so gotcha but yeah uh that's it for me though okay uh for me i played i this week i played super mario world Ooh, kicking it really well i played on my super nintendo classic that's what i put up on my uh on my games games channels my uh mario world playthrough uh i did a lot better than i thought i would uh however towards the end it's my death started to get embarrassing to the point that i cut out a lot of the dying <laughs> i did just so people wouldn't watch me uh do the same level like 30 times uh so i cut out a little bit of the end and then just saved the part where i ended up beating beating bowser because especially the last castle and i attempted the bowser fight a lot um too many times to count so i did cut that part out for for entertainment's sake uh but i did did beat that this week uh, I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild, not that much. Uh, I almost find that game to be a cathartic game for me. You know, when I just want to play something for a few minutes, I'll just fire that up and play it just for a few minutes here and there. Experience nature. I actually found because I when I when I play on my own, I just I use my uh, my main game that I have 120 hours in. And uh, I actually found a shrine that I hadn't been to before, which is crazy. I still have 19 more. I, 
That was my next question. How many you had left? Yeah, I had I had had exactly 100 shrines, and uh, yeah, I found one, so I still have 19 to go. Hundreds of Korok seeds I have to collect. I'm not, I'll never get all those, but I would like to eventually get all the shrines and uh, as many of the armor pieces as you can collect too. So they've added a lot of armor pieces since I've last played. Yeah, there's there's too. a few more sets that were part of the DLC. There's a, there's a couple added. And, uh, some of them I never got from the the initial game. So yeah, there's that. I also hate hockey, by the way. <laughs> Dan, I feel bad for you. This should uh, not. This is embarrassing. I yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, uh, that's all I played. I think we can do some do some feedback, right? I know uh, Reefer sent in three pieces of feedback. Hey, gold, Dan. Who? Nacho. Oh, I have it off. They scored. <laughs> keep it off. I'm going to keep it off. As soon as I <laughs> turned it off, I literally just turned it off. Okay. Fiala, uh, by the way. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's see. Oh, we got a lot of feedback. Hey. Okay, so the... F- no, that's not. That's a, that's a spam email. Okay. Read so, it anyway. Put them in the game giveaway. <laughs> All right, so the first one is from Reaper, who said Reefer, who says, "Hey guys, you're totally welcome for all the games. Uh, just a bunch of stuff I've gotten from humble bundles over the years that I either already own or have no interest in playing. I'll probably keep sending them as I get things that I don't really want. Keep that list going forever and fill it with good stuff, so I'll be le- less likely to win a Princess Fairy soundtrack ever again." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first I'm putting together a new PC this week and I wanted to get Dan's feedback. I know this is basically what he does for a living. I'm upgrading from a very old build. So I'm going to be like a kid in a candy shop. Once the parts start rolling in and I get it all assembled, uh, I came in way under budget. I way under the budget I set for myself, which is $1,400 when I had the money for $2,000. Uh, but I couldn't bring myself to drop like $800 for a 1080 fucking Bitcoin miners. Uh, so these are the parts. He's got an Intel Core i7 8700K processor, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, uh, GTX 1070 Ti, 8 gigabyte, uh, gigabyte Z370 XP motherboard, uh, 850 watt power supply, uh, 80 plus gold. He says, I know this is overkill, but I'm future proofing. When the price of cards go down, I'm going to drop the 1070 Ti and run two 1080 Ti's instead. Plus, I spent too much money on pretty lights just because I could. Uh, 16 gigabytes of Intel Optane memory, a one terabyte hard drive, uh, 7200 RPM. Uh, some of those are literally the stuff that we put on our computers. The i7 8700K processor we use. Also, the gigabyte Z370 uh, XP motherboards are exactly what we put on our computers, too. So uh, solid, solid parts there. Uh, if if you haven't ordered the power supply, I would go EVGA. I've had, we've had trouble with our Corsair power supplies, and I had a Corsair power supply in my computer that I burned up. Uh, and once I switched over to EVGA, I haven't, haven't had any trouble. Uh, he says, I know I should probably get an SSD for the OS, but I figured I'd give the Optane memory a try first. My brother works for Intel and helped develop the technology, and he swears it will make the HDD run almost as well as an SSD. I can always get an SSD later and get Windows moved over to it then. I want the one terabyte drives to drop in price a little first, just because I have the budget right now. It doesn't make me any less of a cheap bastard. Uh, yeah, no, we put we put an Optane drive in one of our computers, too. It's really fast. You shouldn't, shouldn't notice the difference. Um, so yeah, that's awesome that your brother helped develop that. That's, that's, that's cool. 
Uh, he's the second Project Octopath Traveler got a release date, July 13th. This is still probably the game I'm most excited for this year. Third, Hockey Time. The Devils, guys. The Devils. Can you believe they beat the Lightning and are about to make a deep <laughs> cup run? Oh, wait. They got bounced in five games. I may never let you guys live that one down. I'm writing this before the Leafs-Bruins game on Wednesday. Yeah, he sent this on a Wednesday. I meant to mention that at the top. Uh, but I'm really hoping the Leafs are able to pull it out. I don't think Toronto's defense can keep up with the Bolts over seven games. Sorry, Will. And I don't want to have to play that rat Marchand and they end up with uh, half of our roster injured. Very excited for the Preds Jet Series 2. That's going to be must-watch hockey from start to finish. I'm still holding out hope for a Preds Bolts final. That would be a huge win for Southern hockey. Also, am I the only one who wants to see Vegas fail? Probably selfish of me, but when the Bolts were an expansion team, they literally got to pick out of a pile of flaming hot garbage and also had to alternate picks with the Senators. Uh, Vegas essentially got the 12th best player from the top 25 teams and a Hall of Fame goaltender for nothing. I know life isn't fair, but holy shit, was that not fair. Uh, now back to your regularly scheduled on this day in real life. Uh, so this was met for yesterday, uh, the the 26th of, of April. On this day in 1962, NASA Ranger 4 spacecraft crashed into the moon. In 1986, a nuclear reactor accident occurred at the Chernobyl, Chernobyl nuclear power plant in the Soviet Union, now Ukraine creating the world's worst nuclear disaster. In 1991, 70 tornadoes broke out over the central United States before the outbreaks end, and over Kansas would record the year's only F5 tornado. In 2005, under international pressure, Syria withdrew the last of its 14,000-troop military garrison in Lebanon, ending its 29-year military domination of the country. Hope you're all doing well, and remember, fuck Brad Marchand. Much love, Reefer. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Will. Yeah, so I have, some, I have some thoughts on the hockey portion of the feedback. Uh, yeah, Toronto really screwed the pooch on that game. They blew three different leads. Um, it was very disappointing. I, at one point, had to storm. I stormed out of my house to go for a walk because I was so mad. Um, I would have stormed out when the Jets just scored the third goal, but we're recording a <laughs> podcast, so I can't continue. I, Dan, I don't know how you are when you're watching the games. Do you get really fired up during them? Uh, I used to. Now it's just uh, disappointment and annoyance. Okay. Well, I, years ago, years ago, when they were play- one one year they were playing the Blackhawks in the playoffs, I had to literally drink alcohol the entire <laughs> game. I had to be drunk for it because I couldn't handle the stress. <laughs> like I'm not an aggressive person at all. I'm really even keel, but like. That game, I wanted to put a hole through my wall with my fist. I was just getting so mad. Um, I've never been more invested in a sport uh, than that moment. So when they lost, I was extremely disappointed. Um, You can hear that in the Pond Hockey podcast because we recorded it legitimately 20 seconds after the end of the game. Yep. Um, That was pretty... That was... I felt destroyed. Um, As for Vegas... I can see why he thinks that considering, you know, the expansion rules for the other teams were, were bad. I'm not going to deny that it was way worse, but I'm not going to act like Vegas was gifted a good team. Cause they really weren't. And when they, the expansion draft happened, everybody made fun of McPhee talking about how McPhee was a joke of a GM, how they're going to be terrible, how he messed up everything. And the players that he got are, a either overachieving or the skill gap between the stars and the third line players isn't as big as it used to be. Regardless, they did not have a good team, but they're getting it done with 
being able to roll four lines, all three defensive lines, having a good coach. And yeah, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury was kind of a, he is a star in the NHL and they were, they're lucky to have him. But I mean, other than that, like James Neal is the other best player. The other rest of their players were all at best 50 point guys. Like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, kind of with Eric here. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit in both camps, but kind of with Eric here. Uh, because the talent level too in today's NHL is far better than a, for your average player is far better yeah. than it was back then too. So uh, that's another thing to take into consideration. I feel like uh, when Nashville came to the league in 1998, like they they were in the same situation. I wasn't a fan of them then, but uh, yeah, they they had to take everyone's leftovers, you know, or bad contracts. Uh, like fourth, it was all a team of fourth line players and and young kids, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when you look at Minnesota and Columbus, like they had they're the most recent expansion teams. They had nothing to pick from. Um, Doug McClain has actually said that when they did their first draft, they had to play those 18 year old kids because they had nothing better. But Vegas, you know, had the luxury of being able to send like Cody Glass, uh, Suzuki and uh, Grandstrom uh, to the minors or overseas. So, you know, they kind of had that benefit. But like I said, overall, they they weren't supposed to be good. They weren't supposed to make the playoffs and they keep proving everybody. They spanked San Jose last night. Like, yes, they did. That was a brutalizing game. So I like, I want to see Vegas go to the cup because I think it's hilarious that like they're doing this. Yeah. So, no, I, I think me and Eric are a little bit jealous. Yeah, no, I, and I get that. Definitely. They Vegas was definitely gifted a way better expansion draft roles than yeah than the other everybody teams. else yeah but they still had to like go out there and win you know yeah definitely they still had to you know uh put a piecemeal team together give them a, a strategy and hopefully they carried it out you know which they yeah did. and last point on this they're kind of they're very fortunate that they're as good as they are because they're being supported really really well and the raiders are coming to vegas so if the golden knights weren't this successful to start it would might not be good for them uh with yeah. the raiders coming so um but yeah no they're doing they're doing it's incredible what they're doing so yeah yes it is uh okay so next on the list is from tate who says sup athletes after listening to the last episode i had some ideas for things you guys could do since you guys often aren't 100 percent sure what you want to do for the next episode i was thinking you could open up to us listeners to give you guys some ideas of what to do episodes on then you have a big list to choose from and it may give listeners more of a voice on your podcast i think it could be fun uh absolutely tate if you ever have any ideas i think we've said this before maybe not recently but yeah if you ever have any ideas for episodes uh, let us know. Just make sure you put in your feedback or whatever that for us to write them down. That's the problem is we forget them. So, <laughs> yeah, if you want to send us ideas, we'd be happy to take them. We'll write them down. And, uh, yeah, always, always open to ideas for episodes. Uh, he says, you guys talked about Bioshock Infinite a lot lately, so I was wondering if it is a continuation of the story from the other games. I played the first Bioshock a long time ago, and I remember liking it a lot, but I never played any of the others. Would it be worth it to play Bioshock Infinite, or would I need to play all the Bioshock games up to that one for it to make any sense? I think we can all say no connection there, yeah. or very loose connection. Uh, yeah, you could just play Bioshock Infinite. It's it, there. It's a standalone. Uh, I've been reading the Witcher book series and I finished the last wish and I'm halfway through the sword of destiny. I really like the books a lot as they give so much context of things that went right over my head when playing the Witcher three, What an awesome universe. The Witcher is, it would be scary as hell if it were real, but man, it sure is cool. This leads me to my matchup of the week. 
who would win in a fight between Geralt from The Witcher and Talion from Shadow of War, and why? Thanks, guys. Taterade out. Uh, Corey is the one of one of us. Of course, he's not here again. Uh, he's the one that read the Witcher books, and he is with you. Love them. Uh, they gave good to- context too for the for the um, uh, for the games, and also he also said they're very entertaining. Uh, and it showed Geralt's depth of character a lot than uh, than the games ever could. That's another another thought. So who would win in the fight, Geralt or Talion? Oh uh, man, probably Geralt. Right? I'm not super familiar with with Talion. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Talion from Shadow of War. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Geralt by default. Right. This is a harder one to discuss because I'm not as familiar with the two of them. I've never played a Witcher game and I've only played Shadow of Mordor. Mm hmm. Yeah, I played Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War quite a bit. All three Witcher games. Uh, man, this is a tough one because uh, I'd have to think about this one. I wish I had read this earlier. I would have given it some thought. Yeah, I'm, well, okay. What does Talion do that's better than Geralt? Uh, well, he's... Yeah, he, I was gonna say he's a he's a supernatural being for one of them. I think the Witchers kind of are too, but uh, he can kind of fade out of the regular world and go into the Wraith world. It's a pretty good power to have, and would be hard to stop. I I feel like um, a fully upgraded Italian would be able to take Geralt of Rivia in a fight, just because of all of the the Wraith abilities. I I think that would be hard to tackle, you know. Well, okay, so having never played the Witcher games, like, what does, like, the Witcher's abilities do that is special? He's basically, like, a stronger, faster human. Uh, one of the things that, that the Witchers have is magic, um, and then they have their their potion-making abilities. That's... I feel like that's really it. So it's sounding like Talion's the, the better. I would, I would think Talion because of the, the Wraith abilities, yeah. Because, I mean, he has one where he shoots an arrow. Uh, or you are supposed supposed to shoot an arrow, but you're actually doing, like, a, an attack, you know, and, and beheading guys from, from a distance. So, yeah, I think I think Talion wins this fight. Yeah, definitely Talion. Yeah, he would be hard to stop. Yeah, if he has those abilities to, and, like, to go in and out of, like, the Shadow Realm and stuff, yeah. I, I would say Talion. And we'll okay. be getting a, a Witcher Netflix series in 2019. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be really incredible. Incredible. sweet. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could make it terrible, but I'm hoping it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll at least like the, the subject matter. All right. That was from Tate. Uh, this is the feedback addendum from Reefer, who says, Hey, guys, with the switch to Friday, uh, my this this day in real life was Bork. So here's one for Friday, April 27th. <laughs> says, on this day in 1667, John Milton, blind and impoverished, sells the copyright of Paradise Lost for 10 euros. In 1945, Benito Mussolini is arrested by Italian partisans in Dongo while attempting escape disguised as a German soldier. That's an interesting <laughs> tip. That is, wow. Today. <laughs> uh, in 1974, 10,000 March on Washington, D.C., calling for the impeachment of U.S. President Tricky Dick Nixon. 
<laughs> and in 2006, construction begins on the Freedom Tower, later renamed One World Trade Center in New York City. Well, nice. Um, okay, so this is uh, this is pond hockey feedback, which we don't do po- uh, feedback during pond hockey, but we'll so we'll talk about it here. Uh, he says, "I know, I know, I'm sending three f- feedback emails this week, but I finally got around to the pond hockey podcast today." Dan, we are we were all just as surprised as you were with how physical the Volts played against New Jersey. They weren't playing that way at all in the regular season. I don't think I've seen them lay a hit since 2011. Watching them on the ice in the first round, uh, it just seemed obvious to me that they did not want to lose, and they're actually playing like they give a shit for the first time since Christmas. Will, I'm so sorry about the Leafs, man. I know I've been giving you shit about the Rangers, but I really wanted to see Leafs, the Leafs get past the Bruins. They played a hell of a series, and I expect they'll be back next year. I hate being this confident, but the Lightning are healthy in the playoffs for the first time with this core. It really feels like they won't be denied again. I still believe they were a better team in the 2015 final. Uh, and I'll probably feel that way until I die. Thanks for the fun hockey casts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably the most heartbreaking way to lose a series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Was that was tough? Tough to see. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Okay. This is from Idaho Jake, who says, hey, guy or guys, man, it feels like your favorite band is breaking up. Anyway, playoff hockey has been amazing this year, and I'm starting to think that the Knights might take it this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's not it's a wrong assumption. Like yeah. It's looking like that right now. Uh, Make made or Taco Bell? I'm a, oh, I think he's, it's supposed to be homemade or Taco Bell. I myself am a homemade guy. Uh, now for the Idaho Jakes this day in gaming history. For you, Will, 1999 Smash Brothers was released for the Nintendo 64. Nice. 2008 Mario Kart Wii Wheel Bundle Edition. Uh, 2010 released uh, Super Street Fighter 4 and Nier for both Xbox 360 and PS3. 2012 The Walking Dead A New Day released just for the Xbox 360. Just because I heard a lot about this game, Hitman Go was released in 2015. Well, that's enough for now. Love you guys and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Jake. Uh, okay. I think that's everything. So we got Reefer, Tate, and Idaho Jake for the game giveaway. Um, give me one second to get the um, the counter up. Uh, let's see. Random number generator. Okay, so it's one through three? Yep, one through three. And your pick is number three. Three. Three was Idaho Jake. Idaho Jake. Jake, okay. Start, start a new winning streak. He didn't. He win like four games in a row or something like I that. Was, I think it was more than that. <laughs> now, in tandem with our games that we're giving away, uh, we're also going to be giving away Post Malone's brand new album, all signed by the Thumbstick Athletes. Digitally signed. <laughs> Man, what a treat! <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way I could work that in tonight, Eric, and that was my pick. I haven't had a chance to give that one a listen yet, Will. <laughs> Would you hate me if I said I've been listening to it all day? No, you already told me you love it. Do you like it? <laughs> I do like it. I like one song in particular. Uh, all right, so number one, 165. You've got the hard-hitting game Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, 
I've never even heard of this game, but I've heard of Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's a kid's show. Yeah. So this is just their grand adventure game form, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, next is 148. You've got English Country Tune. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Congratulations on winning. Um, <laughs> next is 51. Uh, 51, we got, wow, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. <laughs> I think you go with that one. I think you stop right there. So far, yeah. So far, that's the best choice. Oh, God. Okay. So far, this is shaping up to be the worst selection. Yeah. yeah let's hope it keeps going here. Uh, paste. 86. Ah, okay. Hammer watch. Okay. Yeah, that's... Decent. It's, a, it's a game people like. Yeah, Absolutely. And one more, and that number is 77, and you will be getting Reem Berta. Oh. Another game we we know. Uh, didn't Corey play that? Yeah, I talked about it. I also played an hour of it. Okay. So, uh, whoops. Oh, I screwed it up, Dan. How dare you? Okay, so your games are... Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventure, English Country Tune, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, Hammerwatch, and Reem Berta. Um, if I'm a picking man, Strong Bad's. Yeah. But yeah. It's got to be that one. Michael, what is, uh, what is your input on these games? I'll go with... Uh, what was the Attractive People? Strong Bad's uh, Cool Game for Attractive People. That gets my vote. <laughs> Dan? Same. Same. Gotta go strong, bad. Definitely. Thank me later. Yeah, so there it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? No, sir. Um, I want to I thank Reefer. Uh, he gifted me Battletech. Oh. Nice. oh dang. Wow. So that That's is awesome. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, because that one came out in in tandem with uh, with Frostpunk and is also getting fabulous reviews. Yeah, I actually told him I was like, I was going back and forth between those two, but I went with um, Frostpunk first. Yeah, and he was telling me about it's XCOM with mechs, apparently. So yeah. that's what I heard too. Just awesome. So and we will add that to the games we cover list. Definitely, I will be playing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next week we are likely doing Frostpunk. That can always change. If if none of us can get enough time in it uh, before next week, um, then we'll push back a week, but that that's our plan, at least for now. Um, Mike, thanks for joining us. Guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have you back on at some point. Absolutely. Hopefully I can get a better setup and rig and <laughs> there isn't some crazy party going on in the house, so a little bit of preparation would be good, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I hear you. I mean, I, there's always my dog barking in the background or my kid, one of my kids screaming about something. Yeah. This is my podcast debut, so I'm kind of hooked <laughs> now. I got the bug, but nice. Uh, Eric, we'll have to get together on Fortnite. <laughs> oh man, yeah, definitely. I, I got broad shoulders. <laughs> You're gonna need them. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for episode 353 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. 
Will. I'm Mike. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Black